This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for the message and uh, the old Trailblazer broadcast. We want to continue our study in the book of First Peter. But lest I forget, let me give you our mailing address. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. We're just happy to have you with us, and we wish you'd write us and let us know. Encourage our heart. We want to continue our study this morning in the in the epistle of First Peter. And we were looking at uh, verses 12 and 13 for our lesson today. Let me read those two verses. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed... Uh, uh, you may be glad, also with exceeding uh, joy. Now, Peter here knew from his own experience what you and I, as God's children, uh, would uh, should expect. How often were he and those other disciples there and the apostles arrested and locked away in the Roman prisons, in the stocks there, as it were, for what? For preaching the gospel. The only thing that they could, uh, charges that they could bring were that they were preaching the gospel. I'm telling you this morning till you and I, that you and I know nothing of persecution. No, we know nothing of being oppressed for preaching and witnessing for our Lord, uh, for his sake. No, Peter was often arrested and put in prison. Many times uh, the angel of the Lord delivered him there once uh, that we know of and out of the locks opened the doors of the prison and uh, for he and the others and set them free. Uh, they had always uh, to be aware of those who uh, uh, were on the lookout for those who preached the gospel. They had to uh, be careful. But none of those things could keep them quiet. No, sir. But also, I remember reading the story there of old uh, John Bunyan, the writer of Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, he was a preacher of righteousness, and he wouldn't conform to the uh, preaching of the king's religion, so to speak. No, they had a state religion. Looks like that's what's coming upon this world today. All of the churches are getting together and their religious denominations are joining up and joining hands and look like we on the way to a world church that the Bible predicts will happen uh, before the end time. So they, uh, uh, they locked uh, John Bunyan up in a cold, dark prison there for years. They told him, just say you'll not preach again. Just say that you will not uh, uh, go out on the streets and in the uh, places and preach, and you can go home to your wife and uh, your children, including that blind daughter that he had, Mary. But he couldn't. No, he just told it. the keeper of the prison, no, sir, no, sir, if that's the only thing I can get out of this prison on by telling you that I'll not preach, uh, then just uh, lock the door, uh, my friend. Uh, that that's where it is with God's man. He can't quit. No, no, my friend. But listen, the Lord put over him there in the prison a man who would befriend him many times. He would let him out uh, and let him go out and preach uh, secretly, as it were, see his family. And how Bunyan praised the Lord for all those mercies. I wish you'd get his story and read the life story of John Bunyan or read Mary Bunyan, the story of his blind daughter. And uh, if, if you don't have those, you let us know. We can get them for you here at the bookstore. So we see uh, the fiery trials are nothing new to God's child. 
not only persecution from the world, but many of us who take a stand for the Lord suffer at the hands of Satan. Often he turns all hell loose on us, it seems, on God's child. I know here in the work, it seems like Satan sometimes has a field day. Our workers are harassed by Satan. He knows how to get the, the uh, get to the ministry of God, minister of God. He attacks our folks in one way or another. His fiery darts are grievous. He comes on like a roaring lion. Oh, it's his delight to come to you and me and to make accusations and insinuation. He whispers to the newly saved individual, Are you sure that you're saved? Are you sure you know what you have? Uh, and are you sure that it will last? No, no, my friend. He says, You'll be back crying out as a lost sinner before long. That's what Satan tells you. And then you folks will la- your folks will laugh and make fun of you. That's, that's one of the fiery darts that comes upon God's uh, newly saved sinner, my friend. Then he whispers to you who are awakened, Oh, you're too vile to be saved. You think the Lord will save a wretch with you? Look what a sinner you are. Now, my friend, I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. Uh, I, yes, I'm, I've been there. Uh, it, it's Satan's trump card to attack God's messenger. Sometimes he uses one of the flock to bring about confusion in the assembly. Anything to discredit, to bring discredit to the ministry and cause sinners to doubt the message or the messengers. He knows that if a sinner has no confidence in God's messenger, that he'll never be saved. Now these are just some are the fiery darts that Satan hurls at God's child or at the awakened sinner. Did you ever notice that many will tell you, yeah, many will tell you that they uh, never go go through such fiery trial. They say, Satan hadn't bothered me in all these 20 years. I've been saved. I've had folks tell me that. What does that tell you? Except that they, they are asleep in his lap and do not know it. Peter tells you and me to think it not strange if these fiery things come if these fiery darts come, if these fiery trials come. And I tell you, like Peter, don't be alarmed. Don't be uh, frightened, my friend, because they will come. Our Lord suffered for us. He suffered untold agony in purchasing our redemption. And you think you should never suffer persecution? Oh, my believer friend, think again. The only way that you and I learn anything is through our suffering. If we if we were on the mountaintop day in, day out, everything going well, all, all things going well, the, the uh, bills all paid and uh, folks all well and uh, ev- just everything on the mountain as it were, uh, no, we'd never learn anything. It may be physical suffering. You may be put flat on your back, my friend, but the Lord has a purpose in it. He has a purpose in everything. He may not let uh, uh, may not let you uh, like the uh, you know the job that he uh, allow you to like the that uh, like Job to suffer. He may let me say that again. He may allow you uh, to let you suffer like Job, the loss of all things. But it's for his purpose, and he will give you grace 
to overcome all those trials. I know from my own life that our Lord has no hothouse Christians. No, no, sir. He puts us under the gun if he's going to use us. Often, my friend, often uh, we are told of how how the, the uh, old shipbuilders back there in the, the years and years ago when they used the wooden, all wooden ships, wooden beams for the uh, main beam of the ship, how they'd go forth and they wouldn't find they wouldn't go forth and find some young tender st- tall straight as a arrow tree and make that the beam of the ship no they didn't do that they went out to where the storms had tossed and the hurricanes had blown and twisted that tree and tested it for years to see if it was strong and see if it would endure those great storms that were to come upon that ship at sea and that's the tree they selected now my friend that's what god's plan is for you and me he's going to test us in the fiery trials he's going to take the workers here at this place at radio mission he's going to test you my friend my workers here he's going to test you he's going to bring trials to bear upon you he's going to test me he's going to bring fiery darts in my life yes and uh that's the way it's going to be his child is put through the firing line as it were he allows every trial Ever temptation to come upon his child in order to mold him, to strengthen him, and to prepare him for the storms that are sure to come. So many today believe that salvation is some little decision for Jesus. Make a profession, join some church, be baptized, live a good life as you can, and that's all there is to it. But listen, friend, when God saves a sinner, I don't care who he is. He gives him a work to do in witnessing of the saving grace of the Lord. He may be there on the backside of the desert for a long time as Moses was. He may see no uh, no reason that the Lord has put him where he is. But our Lord prepares his child for the battles to come. And my friend, they're coming. They'll come. Yes, they will come. If you're saved and walking in the will of God, those fiery trials will come. But would you pay attention to what Peter's saying here? Think, uh, think it not strange. Think it not strange, my believer friend. Oh, think it not strange. Don't be alarmed. You who are, you are now in the king's army. You are a soldier of the cross. Every soldier must endure a rigorous training for the battles to come. So don't think it's strange uh, where the old flesh turns on you. It's depraved. It wants its own way. Don't think it's strange when your friends turn against you or turn their back on you and treat you uh, differently than they once did. Oh, my friend, when you are saved, when you are washed and cleansed by the blood, you have a new master. You've changed your... You've changed your hitching post, my friend. Yes, you've changed master. Let me tell you that little story our old trailblazer used to tell. He told that often this old rancher way out there in the west in the early days when this country was settled, this old rancher, an old reprobate, an old hardened sinner, didn't care one thing about the Lord, nothing. But he came under conviction by the, by the Lord's mercy about his soul. And the Lord granted him, quickened him, and gave him repentance and saved him. And he told his friends who always met, who always met, met with him every Saturday morning. They met there at the saloon in town. So they said, uh, we'll just watch old Joe and see uh, where he uh, comes in on Saturday morning, where he hitches his horse. He always tied his horse at the saloon hitching post. So sure enough, Saturday morning came. They sat over across the street uh, and watched. 
as he slowly rode into town. But to their surprise and to their amazement, he passed on by the saloon, went on down to the general store, went in, got his grocers, his weekly grocers, and got back on his horse and went home. Yes, sir, my friend, when God saves a sinner, he changes that hitching post. But then those friends whom we thought were friends, they think it's strange that you run with them no more. They, they don't know what's wrong with you. They say, what's the matter, Joe? Uh, why not come on down to the saloon and take a drink? But he said, nope, nope, I got a new heart here. The Lord saved this poor old sinner, broke all that. He forgave me. You know, I was a drunkard for many years. But the Lord saved me and cleansed me and washed me in his blood. Why? Because he loved me. Why? Because of his grace. Not because of what I did. I didn't do one thing except sin against the holy God. Oh, my friends, won't you take old Joe's advice this morning and turn to the Lord? What, what grace it would be this morning, sinner, that you would turn to the Lord and live. But when you do, when the Lord saves you, those fiery darts will come. Think not that you will be living in a land of utopia where everything will be peaches and cream. No, sir. God's child, uh, my friend, will have those fiery trials. The scripture says, he that liveth righteously shall be persecuted. Oh, my friend, uh, what, but what grace the Lord pours into our heart pours into our hearts so that we might endure those trials. And in all the while, he's teaching us what he wants us to know. All the while, he's teaching us uh, to be thankful, uh, to look at others. Look at others, my friend. Uh, they don't know anything about the love of God. But just think this morning. The Lord gives us grace to endure those trials. But he says they will come. Think it not strange that they'll come. Oh, my friend, this morning, this is the old trailblazer coming to you once again with God's message, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. Would you write us and let us know that you're listening? Remember the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is Pastor Alvin saying goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 